Welcome to the Sell or Die podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Gitterer. Well, in this podcast, we're going to help you attract more qualified, unbelievable, ready-to-buy clients. And the one thing you're hoping for blows more deals. It's time to sell or die. When you were in Asia running sales teams, how did that differ from you being raised in California? Well, people are nicer here. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, much nicer. The the culture, the Asian culture is different. And in sales, you got to be a chameleon regardless of where you're at because culturally things are different. And, you know, you can have a, the same processes, you know, processes like that are written in here. Yep, I agree. And, I, and, and no. we're gonna, we're going to talk about that today. Or okay, processes cool. that are are written in here. Oh, that's an original. Open up the. Whoa, that's right. Whoa, that's right. Okay. I want you to open up the book to the page after the title page. Keep going. Check check this oh, out. You got the fucking disc. I love that. That's right. Oh, that's cool. That could, this could be an early early edition. Turn the page. Turn the page till after the title page. You'll see all the little copyright laws and crap like that. Go down yeah. and tell me what edition of the book it is. It'll say first printing, second printing, something printing. It just says printed in the United States. It doesn't say first, second, or third. This and is it's the first edition. Okay, cool. This is the original. Exactly. The OG. And I even have the card it was placed on. I saved it. Cool. Smart move. That's a beauty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's worth money beauty. now. But what's uh, in there is worth more even more I'm, money. It'll be worth more when I'm dead. But yes, you're yeah. correct. Yeah, well, we're not ready for that. Let's get you through know, today. I promised my 14-year-old daughter that I would hit 100, and I'm only 77, so I got another 20-something years to fly. Right on, and you're looking good. I feel good. Um, right on. So you're in Manila. What are you doing in Manila? So for the last 30 years, I've been building and scaling direct sales teams, and I, I started out going door-to-door, -door, uh, selling baggy pants after I got out of the military. I wanted to make money. And uh, the only real skill set I had, and I'm I'm hearing a whistle. You hear that? I, I record all of this to repurpose, just like Good. you say. You got to brand yourself, right? Boom. Smart move. Yeah. You And you say a lot of things that I realize everybody else is saying, but they came from you. It's so funny. I told my, my videographer this morning, I said, you know, we got a very special guest today. He wrote the Bible. And uh, <laughs> he said, what you talking about? I said, yeah, you thought it was the apostles. Oh, no. If you want abundance in your life, you got to read the Bible. You got to read exactly. the sales exactly. Bible. That's oh, what yeah. it is. So I use, I've got tons of sales books. And truth be told, I learned to sell at a very young age. If I wanted new school clothes, I had an older brother, an older sister, younger brother. So I was the middle guy. So they got new. I got hand-me-downs. So if I wanted to make, if I wanted new school clothes and not my brother's hand-me-downs, I had to learn to sell. And and we needed money, truth be told. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my brother and I, my older brother and I, we would go door to door uh, since I was like 9, 10, 11 years old. And we'd ask to cut your weeds. Now you just turned me down. I don't know what you're doing. You're playing with things. Leave that alone. So we would pull the weeds in the yard. We would trim the bushes or we'd use their lawnmower to mow their yard and make money. And um, my older brother was ashamed to go to the door. So he would, and he was like three years older than me. He would push me, he'd go, go knock on the door, go knock on the door. And, you know, I would just go knock on the door and I'd say, hi, we was, we saw your lawn. It's a mess. 
your shrubs are a mess. Would you like us to cut them? We can do it right now. Five bucks. Uh, so I learned to sell like that. And then I became a paper boy. And then, um, you know, I was a straight A student, but missed too many days of school. So I, I failed the ninth and 10th grade working at a trash factory. So, Whoa. yeah. So GI Bill, Navy, uh, submarines. And then once I was done with that, got out. And then I I wanted to make over $100,000 a year. Um, so the only thing I could do waiting on college was sales. So I applied for all these car dealerships that had, you know, the opportunity to make $2,000 cash bonus your first month. No one would hire me. They're like, you have no experience. No, we're not interested. So then there was Kirby vacuum interviews. There was all these different interviews. And I settled on um, just going door to door. And that's a whole different story. I actually, the first day oh, was yeah. going to, going to bail out, but then, you know, I, I needed money and I saw the guy who was selling wasn't that sharp. And I'm like, well, if this dude can do it, I can do it better than this guy a lot better. So Agreed. that's what I did. And within a year, within 99 days, they set me up a branch office. Cause I had already recruited, trained and retained 17 people on my team. They gave me three of those guys and I opened my first office in Aurora, Colorado. And uh, we kicked some serious ass in December. I made like $5,000 in two weeks, my first two weeks in business for myself. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is gold. I'm sold, right? Yeah. So my motivation at that time, 100%, did I love what I do? And this is how I train my people today is no, absolutely not. I didn't love what I what I did. And people in America are psychotic, right? Like I, I almost got killed in Oakland, California, selling baggy pants. A crackhead came up to me with a kitchen knife this big and said, give me the pants. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. He's like, give me the pants. And I'm like, no, I got to make money. I got to pay the rent. And he's like, give me the pants or I'm going to stab you in the neck. And I'm like, is this a PG rated podcast? Anyway, I said, screw it. So I, I'm like, fuck it. I threw him the pants. I was so disturbed. And people are rude in America. Get out of here. Get a real job. You're a total fucking loser. Um, what's wrong with you? Right? I, I dealt with all this. Right? And uh, but eventually, you, you get rhino skin. You know? Yeah. And it's just, it's just next, next, next. Like everything you say to me is la 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 la. I don't care. It's either I hear nonsense yes or no i gotta go what it is but that's very low level fmcg goods i've learned to sell at a higher level yeah good much better and much easier and way more money oh yeah so then i after opening my first office the company i expanded four offices within a year and a half i was really good at recruiting training and retaining and i wasn't in love with what i was doing but i was in love with why i was doing it i was doing it to buy my mom a house and once i had done that I fell in love with help, with helping other people do it. And so I just started recruiting, training, and retaining. And within two and a half years, I'd went to Germany, India, and the Philippines. And they grew me to run my own country. I did it in India for six months. They couldn't import. They were horrible at research. Mm -hmm. And so after I was there for six months, they're like, okay, John, this is uh, it's not going to work. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thanks a lot. Yeah. So- it was all my money, but then they're like, but you can go run Russia, you can run Canada, you can go check out the Philippines, we need help there. 
So it was close. And the guy I'd worked with before, who's a legend, his name is Danny Rowe. He ran Russia, parts of Mexico. He's like, just come here. We're going to set you up and then let me know what you think. I got to the Philippines and everybody was, the salespeople and the leaders were really full of shit. Finding every excuse in the world of why it couldn't work. Correct. And I just, I so I'm like, yeah. you pass. Yeah, so it's like, well, the opportunity works everywhere in the world. You're, you guys right. are saying it doesn't work here. So it's not that it doesn't work here. You guys don't work. You need to go. And Danny's Correct. like, yep, you're going to run the Philippines. <laughs> you're the right guy. Because even he was thinking it was a cultural difference. When in actuality, it was an attitude difference. It was a mindset difference. That's correct. Lots of people were willing to do it. They weren't. And so what's the product? Well, it used to be novelty items. So we're slow learners. But eventually what happened was I became a vice president in this company. Then I expanded to Indonesia. And then within three to five years, the founder became a billionaire. And he runs Innovage in the States and lots of other companies. He works with AT&T and Verizon and does huge contracts with direct sales agents in Costco. And you see them, you see them everywhere in the, mm-hmm. all the kitchens, the kitchens in Home Depot. So we bought him out. And then my partner and I, that bought him out. My partner runs Malaysia and Thailand and uh, Singapore. And we're partners in Indonesia Taiwan and Philippines, we decided to evolve instead of selling just novelty items. We started doing advertising and promotions for restaurants, bars, and hotels. We also started doing signups for credit cards. We also started doing uh, telecom deals, signing up phone contracts, and eventually even skincare and cosmetics like Proactive Solution. That's a billion dollar brand Mm -hmm. that's on TV Mm -hmm. media, right? But they sold out to L'Oreal. So when they we're getting ready for sale. Um, we we decided not to work together anymore, and we built our own brands. And our own brands are Aqua Plus. That brand will do more than twenty million in five or six countries this year. And we built another brand called V Cosmetics. And now we've built software. So predominantly, Fun Crowds is a digital campaign uh, marketing uh, system for small businesses. They can do all their marketing, keep all of their data with all their customers. Um, and do customer loyalty campaigns, cash back. Uh, you know, we're, we're working on a POS for them. They have coupons. So it generates loyalty. So that's called Fun Crowd. And then I built the sales machine. So about seven years ago, we stopped growing. So we were losing 30% of our people. Our training was outdated. Uh, our products and services were outdated. So that's the direction we went in. And then, so my primary focus today is empowering companies with a total system that drives performance and sales with automation. So I'm sure you've heard of Salesforce and HubSpot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Excel, mm-hmm. all the same thing. Even if you have an address book, same thing. All they all is correct. a data capture thing. So that what I did is I, I have a patent pending on a smart performance framework where the brain of the system sets a goal or a KPI and you can manage, track, measure, align, and reward everybody in your organization, whether it's sales, customer service, marketing, operations, you want to do accounting, you can do that. Do we have sales CRM? Yes. And we have leaderboards and we have levels of development. What drives people to grow? So they want to use it because they get points and then they get rewards. 
So it's got sales, leaderboards, levels of development, CRM, that's automatic. Then it's got marketing. You can do all your marketing campaigns. You want to do all your SMS campaigns, email marketing campaigns, landing page campaigns, reach out to all your lists. It can do that. It's got accountability, but through achievement, not through policing. So yeah. it's got it's got coaching. It's got competitions. It has co challenges. It has reward center. And it's got a customer retention model. So it follows up with your customers so you don't have to. It's got a whole training system where I can upload everything you've ever said into that training system, video-based, and people have to go through the course to get a level of development, to get a star, to get a badge, to get a reward. It's called the SMART framework. It's how you can set and forget. And that might sound boastful, but it's a fact because it reminds you. You don't have to check in on it. It sends you messages when your people get promoted. It sends you messages when people achieve their goals. So I reverse engineer because the truth be told, I was burning out. I was managing 3,000 people and I just, I couldn't keep up. I started dropping yeah. the ball. CRM, just for the record, is the most purchased, least used software in the history of the computer. Yeah, it's true. 67% as far as data today. Yeah, because the sales guy thinks management has a foot up his ass to check on his activity. And the CRM that they use doesn't help them make a sale. That's right. There's no battle cards in that CRM, but Correct. there is in the sales machine. Good. Okay. So let's figure that we can play together because you're going to want my material in your machine, correct? Oh, come on. 100%. Okay. And I'm on this end of the world. I'm on the end of the world where people have their head up their ass. Um, this is a pretty interesting time in the world. I'll just say that. Absolutely. Safer place than we are. That's right. 100%. And I'm here with my library. I have about 11,500 books in my library, and I'm pretty much dedicated to getting to next level of I can scan 6,000 books that are out of print and sell library cards to my library. Right on. Think about that. And that'll be, I'm starting to do that after the first of the year because I have too many other projects going on right now. But the challenge is okay, let's take that process. And can you add AI? Absolutely. I've got, I was at an AI company in here. I've had two AI yesterday. They want to plug in with me and they want to sell the sales machine and they do all the phone calls. They want to partner with the sales machine because they're like, this is incredible. You can manage, check, measure and reward. And it notifies us. And I'm like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to be a fireman anymore. You don't have to be a janitor. You don't have to be a policeman. And most importantly, the hardest job of all, especially when you run a big team, is you don't have to be a therapist. You don't have to yeah. deal with all the drama. See, most people in companies, those are the four hats that a lot of people are wearing, putting out fires, cleaning up messes, trying to hold people accountable or dealing with drama. Imagine eliminating all of that and empowering yeah. people with the system so they know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. I'm going to throw an idea at you just from a standpoint of me and you talking. Yep. I've taken the word accountability and I've substituted the word responsibility. You're right not on. accountable to your boss. You're responsible for yourself. If you're responsible for yourself enough, boss will love you and want to find out how you did it. If you're a fuck off and you don't you don't do it the right way, then now you're accountable. Bob, why That's didn't right. you make your why didn't you how come you didn't make your goal or your quota? Well, you know, the economy's bad, boss, and I just uh you're a slacker. You didn't make enough calls. That's right. I love that word. Slacker. Yeah. 
you know, I don't always resonate with the younger crowd, but uh, I always tell them straight, you know, there's a lot of mirrors, mere mortals that want to take vacations and want work-life balance. Well, right. you know, you're, you're never going to be rich. Work-life balance, you're going to be mediocrity squared. That's what it is. Here's or the you're just you going to be a minion with an opinion. Right. If you're not working out of balance, your checkbook will be. <laughs> I love it. And it's a fact. Yeah. You know, totally. uh, so, you're so the king even, Manila. are you the king in Manila? No, I'm not a king. I'm just, you know, a guy that's, you know, trying to make life better for companies. And so How's the your, first 30 years, uh, Jeff, is it cool? I call you Jeff or you want Jeffrey? I would go Jeffrey, but you can do it however you want. Okay, Jeffrey. So for the first 30 years of my life, and I've stopped some of the direct sales just because I've decided to to pivot. And this mm -hmm. is a choice. And uh, I moved out of making millions of dollars, but I really believe in what I'm doing. So the first 30 years, I recruited, trained, and, and a lot of grassroots people to go from ordinary to extraordinary because I provide the opportunity, the, tra the training and the systems. And a lot of them, you know, we've given away 20 cars, houses. These people earned it, though. Piaget watches, APs. And really set these people up. But now that I've systemized it and put it into software, and the software is patent pending, by the way, the performance management system. So once we put it, it into software, I now I want to spend the next 30 years empowering people with the software to automate the performance in their business. John, do you recognize that the performance management, management system has the initials PMS, which is yes. every, woman, every woman's nightmare. I know. And, okay. and every, what do you mean every woman's? It's also every man's nightmare. Well, true. But <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> but you can put a spin on that and call it PPMS. PPMS. All right. Positive, I'll, I'll... positive performance management system. Yeah. Hey, I'm open. I'm open. We're just now going to market. We just signed our first client. We got 34 in the pipeline. It's exciting cool. days. Yeah, that's cool. That's totally cool. Cost me well over a million bucks of my own money. Bootstrapped cool. it. Yeah, cool. What about uh, when I Googled you before I before we started to play together, it puts you in Las Vegas. What does that have to do with where you are? Well, I used to have a house in Las Vegas. I sold it off. And then I, I just you. kept my virtual um, my virtual address there. The sales machine is registered in Delaware. The software is in Delaware. It's trademarked globally. Like it's patent pending. We uh, checked our boxes. I'm talking to investors now, but I'm 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 going to be the number one sales guys going globally to software providers, uh, value added resellers. I'll just talk to them myself. I don't. I don't need a sales guy to do that. I can have a conversation. Yeah, I understand that. Okay, cool. I but I'm looking for partners in America, and okay. I've not signed an agreement with anybody in America yet. Why not? Well, I just haven't approached them. We just now launched uh, in November. Yeah, I would be. I would be interested in playing as long as you play AI, because sure. that's the future of where things are going. Sure, and, and it can do the remedial work or have answers to every step of the sales process. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, an initial approach, most people do it wrong. They cold call, which is the dumbest fucking thing in the history of mankind. It um, for a while. It, it deals with rejection. And I don't want rejection. I want referrals. Come on. <laughs> you have no idea how much rejection I've dealt with. But I, I don't take imagine. it personally. I, no, no. I, 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 I was in the field literally 
in seven countries for two years <laughs> knocking on doors. It was, it, yeah, it wasn't a very smart approach. It worked, but it wasn't very smart. Yeah, but here's the deal. Most people can't take it like you do. Yeah, no, they, too many. They can't, they can't take it in, from high school in the backseat of a car. They couldn't take that rejection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so imagine what they're like if they're in New York City banging on doors and having shit slammed in their face. Oh, yeah. I've had people literally want to fight me, throw calculus at me, yeah. go completely belligerent on and me. And those are the nice and those are the nice people. Yeah. Like so, I said, the crackhead tried to fucking stab me. Yeah, love that. <laughs> when I was cold calling, I sold Encyclopedia Britannicas when I was a kid. And then baby Great education. Baby pictures to mothers where I had the proofs and all that shit. One lady didn't like the proofs and she chased me out of her kitchen with a with a knife. Yeah. Okay. Get well, that was my last day at that job. And, but you know, the, the challenge is how do you persevere and how do you make a sale? And then how do you ask a question rather than make a statement? And I say, John, where did you grow up? And that starts the ball rolling. That's right. Because I brought you all the way back to where'd you say it was? Bakersfield? Barstow. Oh, Barstow. That's even worse. Jesus. No, it, yeah, it is the worst. Yeah. It's, that's a, it's a suburb of the sticks, but no, it, I, made, yeah. I made you think about it. Correct. And not many people have an understanding of how to ask a question that evokes emotion. And I don't care if the emotion is positive or negative. I just want emotion first. And then I can go into any area that I want once I hit that. Because I got you to talk about your story because you felt good enough to talk about it. Yeah. And it's, and, and you know, I, I love that. And, and I'm in total alignment. Like, you know, I, I've already read your book and yeah. I, I was going through it and I, I was just chuckling the whole time. You know, somebody asked me, what's the difference between talent and skills? A young lady the other day. And uh, I said, well, what do you think it is? And then I asked some of my team and they're like, well, skills are something you develop talent you're like born with. And I'm like, that's interesting because to me, we're not born with anything. So skills to me are something that you develop. Talent is when you become so unconsciously competent at doing what you do, it becomes your talent. Because everybody could say Michael Jordan was born with the talent, but he trained hundreds of thousands of hours and years. Even you want to talk about the greatest talent singer of all time, female, Whitney Houston, Clive Davis held her back for years and said, no, we're going to train your voice. You have a great voice, but in order for that talent to be a real talent, it's got to be unconsciously competent. And, and you know, no arguing looking, with that. And I'm looking through your book and, you know, everybody's talking about no like and trust. You put that in here in 2005 and they're just regurgitating everything you said. That's correct, sir. That's right. Yeah. At least I, I want to know source. I want to know what I'm good at. I want to know what I can get better at, but I want to know source, right? Well, I'm, let me give you a source one, okay? 1974, I own a, <laughs> a t-shirt I was five. I was I five. A, I own a t-shirt factory in Mount Dora, Florida, and we're trying to make t-shirts in at the beginning of that era. And I'm in New York City. I'm sitting in a hotel with my partner and he picks the phone up and he goes, oh, you're a sales guy. Fucking call somebody. So I call my aunt. <laughs> Come on. And I say, didn't your brother work for Revlon? And she goes, yeah, he still does. I said, he, is he like a big guy? Oh, yeah. He's like in the top five in the, in, the, in the company. I said, can you give me his number? So now I have one of the top five guys in Revlon. I call him up on the phone. He knows who I am because I'm in the family. And I said, 
who runs Revlon? And he goes, oh, Charles Revson. And I said, you got his number? And he goes, yeah. So I get now I have the CEO of Revlon and I'm four blocks away from Revlon on the 59th floor of the General Motors building. And I call the guy up on the phone and he answers. And I said, listen, I have an idea to do a t-shirt promotion and I think it will triple the sales of Charlie Perfume. Can I come over? And he goes, sure. So now I have a meeting with the CEO of a Fortune 500 company because I called my aunt to call his brother. That's not a cold call. That's That's a brilliant concept call. That's a strategy call right there. Bingo. I had a target, not a cold call. And so I go to this guy and he goes, wow, I I like this idea. And he takes me downstairs to some other guy and says, see this young man? And and the guy goes, yeah. He said, "Um, we're going to buy what he has. That's right. That's right. That was a $120,000 sale in under 10 minutes in 1974. Do the math. Hey, man, that's phenomenal. And that is strategic thinking, not selling. You're not paid to sell. You're paid to fucking think. And most salespeople don't think. They get a book. They got a they got a manual from some marketing fuckhead. And they, they go out and with their slides and they try to go sell something. Doesn't yeah. work. Does not work. And so I'm not, I don't pay a sales guy to sell. I pay a sales guy to think. That's right. Selling is automatic if you can think. And if you can't think, you're going by a bunch of slides that some douchebag put together. I tell sales teams, when you get your slide deck from marketing, give it back to them, tell them to make five sales and report their findings. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I I had sales training yesterday. I absolutely love that. And so for me, people are talking about the the sales machine Mm -hmm. as a CRM. And I've already informed all my team. I'm like, you guys, you have no idea. CRM is a race to the bottom. You can get them for free. Number one, if you want to be great at sales, you need to go in and find out the problems people have that they don't even know they have and show them how you can solve them. And that's a strategic CRM pipe drive. Yeah. I have C pipe drive and they make sales even in the platform. Yeah. Pipe drive is what I use because I have to keep track of my people and I have to keep track of leads, but I programmed it. I'm a Jew with a Macintosh. I have no fucking idea how to program anything. It took me 10 minutes to figure it out. Five years ago, we bought Salesforce and I needed to pay somebody $7,500 to turn it on. That's right. Like seriously? And so we've abandoned that. And then I luckily found pipe drive. I had to go well, through another thing called nutshell, but I found pipe drive. And- right on. And it, and you know, it's it's very helpful. It's very helpful. I checked out pipe drive. I've checked out clothes. I've checked out all of them. And um, in actuality, I went to Salesforce. I went to HubSpot. I went to Zoho and I had meetings even with ERP solutions like NetSuite. And I explained to them, look, this is my problem. I'll write you a check, but I need to manage, track, measure, reward, and align a whole organization. And that all starts with the goal. Yeah, they don't know. And if you watch the video on the salesmachine.com webpage, I talk about it and and you'll get a laugh because I talk about how all these systems are really outdated. And CRM was never made for the salesperson. Right. Let's talk about. Right. Exactly. Let's talk about Mark Binoff. Legend. Badass. Yep. Yep. Badass. Nothing but love. But in actuality, back in the day, everything was enterprise level. SAP, Oracle, Microsoft, Apple, IBM, Hewlett Packard. You are part of the biggest boys club in the world or you're not. And the only way to scale your sales team for the most part back in the day was headhunt the guys that work at the other five. 
Yep. And then because what did they bring with them? Their database. That's right. So Mark Binoff said, we're going to build this. All company owners are going to want to buy it because now they can keep their data instead of when their salespeople leave. No problem. At least we still have the data. It was never built for salespeople. It's a joke when people say it was. It was not. Actually, Pipedrive was built by salespeople because they wanted to make it easy for the salespeople to put their data in. But it still remains the ownership of the company. Correct. They made it easy for salespeople to participate. Correct. And that's good. But it doesn't drive performance. It's just a tool. The sales machine is a power tool, right? And not only that, it's a tool that will operate without you being there. You don't need to follow up. From the beginning, we we save companies. I'm in a studio right here, right over there. I built a corporate training studio to put people's gold. This is gold. If people really study this and implement this, they will have better results. Fact. But training is not something you did. It's something you do. And if you can automate that in a system, now you're going to have consistent results all the time, not just some of the time. You know that uh, the Napoleon Hill Foundation just formed a new outreach called the Napoleon Hill Institute. They went from not-for-profit to for-profit. I will not talk to anybody that hasn't read the book at least five times. Because if you've only read it once 10 years ago, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. But if you live the book, then you can win. If you live the sales Bible, then you can win. If you live the little red book of selling, then you can win. But if you if you read it and put it on your shelf, you're a loser. Even though you think you're a winner. Boy, that book had a lot of great ideas. Okay, so then what? Well, it's Tuesday. I got to watch Netflix and drink a beer. And no, I don't drink beer. I make sales. I can buy a bar and sell other people beer, but I don't want to drink it because <laughs> I get fat. Yeah. Challenge. And so um, people get fat and happy. I'm only happy. I have my 20 COVID pounds, but everybody does. And I'm slowly getting rid of it. I finally, I'm down five of them. Now I got to get rid of the other 15 and I'll be fine. But the challenge is how can that salesperson go out and stay a student? How can that salesperson go out? And I'm writing a book called, I didn't become a student until I dropped out of college. That's right. Think about the power of that phrase. I did a speech at Harvard. I wrote a book called The Life Mastery Playbook. And for me, mastery is, there's, there's no mastery. It's, it's, it's a journey. And in the right. Life Mastery Playbook, it, it, it really is a playbook. I actually wrote it for my son. I, I have a five-year-old boy. Cool. And I never had a dad. So for me, if anything happened to me, I wanted him to have a blueprint, what yeah. to do every cool. day, every day, every day. Cool. cool. So anyway, I spoke at Harvard and got this award for innovating business in Asia. And I, I had this speech to talk about all these, you know, accolades and how people can grow their business. And the night before there's, it was two days of speaking. And the night before I looked at that speech and I tore it up, threw it in the trash. And I wrote down, you know, I, cause I thought about it. I, I never went to college. I'm educated from the street, mm-hmm. from several countries around the world, mm-hmm. building tens of thousands of people, sales teams in the, in, in up working full days. 17, 18 hours, not half days, not nine to five. I understand. And I wrote down, I'm never coming back here. So what do I want to say that I want my boy to understand a life lesson so that he understands what it means to be successful. And I wrote down, life is beautiful. Life is unfair. Life will knock you down. 
but life's still beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, success is every day, every day, every day. It's not what you did yesterday. It's not what you're going to do someday. It's not what you're going to do one day. It's what are you doing today? Like I was up at five o'clock this morning to get on this podcast with you. And I was up at five o'clock yesterday morning to get on this podcast with you. And I was up here late doing training with my sales team because I want to scale and I want to help companies all around it's the only, world. It's 630 right now in the morning in the Philippines, right? Yes, but we got to get up at five. I understand. So but that's cool. I'm fine I with want it. You to take a note for one second. There's a company that I'm involved with called Augment. Augment.org. Got they it. Augment.org. Augment.org. They're a quasi MBA program online. You think they're American, but they're not. They're two Jews from Belgium. And what they did is they put together founders of companies, Wikipedia, Waze, Lime, Eventbrite, Shazam, YouTube. Great the founders companies. of YouTube. And what I found in my research is more than 50% of the teachers who teach MBA programs at Harvard and wherever have never had a fucking job. Why is that guy telling me to turn to chapter one? What, who, what on earth gives him the right to try to influence a person to how to be a master's in business when they've never had a fucking job? I love it. You know, this is music to my ears. Cool. You know, I look at it. There's levels of intelligence. Just like when I get on this call, just like when you go for connection and connection is way deeper than rapport when you're making sales. Yeah, it's totally. connection. It's not about rapport and mirroring and matching and acting out of stupid no. behavior, right? It makes people feel uncomfortable and awkward. It's about Correct. connecting. It's about first and foremost, you want to be great at sales. How about a little bit of situational intelligence? Do you know who you're going to get on a call with? Do they know you? Like, I didn't even schedule this interview. And guess what? A team found this. And I'm like, oh, are you serious? I'm going to get on with Jeffrey Gittleman. This is going to be a great time. And they're like, why is that? I said, I got his books. I study his stuff. He's the real deal. They're like, really? They, they didn't even, they, my whole team wasn't even aware that I already have cool. your, That's your, because there's levels of education, right? Most people, correct. they talk about nonsense, nonsense, gossip, bullshit, going to the bar, like you're talking about. Those guys are minions with opinions and they're the example of mediocrity. Then you have exactly. what's called academic sense. They rise to the level of mediocrity. That's where they, they started exactly. down here. They're all the way up to mediocre. That's right. They rise to mediocrity. And then right. you got academic sense, right? You go do meetings with these people that you use all of these extravagant words and or these extremely long processes to justify their intelligence, but they don't have any idea about what really works in the real world. No argument. So my daughter, uh, I have a 14-year-old daughter, even though I shouldn't, because um, all my kids are older than you. Uh, but she goes to this school, a Christian school, and is kind of woke. And one of the ladies there, the, the school is run by people that think there's more than two genders. I'll just put it that way. Oh, yeah, I'm and out. One of the women says, well, how, how do you identify? And I said, I identify as a dick. That way you know my gender and my personality. Any questions? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, my boy's five and they're, they're and I've vested all these different schools and he goes to Montessori where that nonsense is not allowed. And yeah, it's all exactly. experiential learning, all hands-on experiential learning, just like I learned from my grandfather, just like I learned from mowing lawns, cutting grass, 
pulling yep. weeds, delivering newspapers in the snow, in blizzards, no excuses, get it done. There's no excuses. I love that. Okay, so that's cool. All right, now now we've connected. And the connection is not just a connection, it's an emotional connection. Yeah, I definitely that, resonate with who you are. Yeah, and me too. I reckon I, I totally resonate with who you are. Because you could put either one of us on the street broke, and in a day we'd be fine. We'll make money. Yeah, exactly. Because we know where money, we can smell money. And I told right. in New York City where fuck you is a greeting and everybody wants a bribe. You know, I went to I went to a restaurant. I cannot remember what it was when I visited New York City. And it was exactly that. The attraction was you go there and you see how bad the waiters can and waitresses can treat yeah. you. So they yeah. say, they walk up to you and say, OK, fuck face. What do you want to eat? Yeah, because it's I'm fucking Ed busy. De, it's either Ed DeBevix or Dick's Last Resort. One of those two restaurants. Yeah, I think it was Dick's Last Resort. OK, so and it's kind of a fun place to go because it's real. Yeah, people are hardcore. You um, know, the snowflakes can't eat there. No, no, they would cry. They'd melt. They, they, would, they would cry. I go to Paris every year. There's a new chain of restaurants called Manger Cassez-Vous, which means eat and get the fuck out. Oh, I love Paris. I brought my lady to Paris. I brought my mom. I brought my mom cool. to Paris. So we should just meet there and make a deal. Yeah. Hey, man. Walk around the city for a day or so. Yeah, that would be fine. I go to Paris every year. I've been going since 1967. Every year. Oh, nice. I spend usually the month of July in Paris. Sounds good. And, yeah. And this year I had to go to Romania. I had to do a seminar in Romania um, where for some reason, 800 people paid to come see me. Yeah, for some reason. It was unbelievable. I'm doing another one again, in, probably in March of this year. But it's fun to go to a foreign country and shoot the breeze. Yeah. I, the I, people you meet can change your life. But more importantly, you can affect theirs. I don't want to change somebody's life. I want to affect their life in a positive way so they can move forward with whatever they want to do. I'm not going to say, hey, you got to do this. I'm going to say, hey, here's a way to get this done if you're really about it. Oh, I don't teach people how to sell. I teach why people buy. A thousand times more powerful. A thousand times. And But all my, all my peers teach how to sell. You don't need to know how to sell. If I know why the guy buys, I don't care how many fucking salespeople you put in front of him. I'm going to win. And I'm going to win every time. It's not like 82%. No, every fucking time I'm going to win. So I'm intrigued by the sales machine. I'll, I won't lie to you. I think it's a great idea. Um, I'm pressuring, pressuring uh, Pipedrive to put my sales training into their CRM. So They don't have a training system. They don't. I don't know how that shit works. Yeah, you know right. what? You, you can watch this. I can show you a six-minute video okay. of how, uh, of how if you go to the salesmachine.com right now. I will. And you watch a six-minute video, you can see how not only can we put your content up there, whether you want someone to do it at video-based interactive. Because training is not something you did. It's something you do, number one. And if you Agreed. just put up a video there, then people are just watching a video. But in today's reality, if they're at home or they're watching that video, they're distracted by social media. They're distracted by everything else and not following along. Well, our system is interactive. So you cannot complete a course Along the course, it stops, and you have to answer the questions. And if you fail, go back. Yeah. It called, does go it call back. You does it call you a douchebag? It can. Cool. It can say, hey, hey, hey douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. Go back. What the fuck are you doing? You've missed Boom. this question three times. Pay attention. <laughs> go 
Bad. I want I want GPS to do that too. I want the GPS lady to go, yo, fucker, wrong turn. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I love Waze. I, I love Waze even more when Morgan Freeman was on there. Yeah. I like the voice of God telling me which way to turn. Yeah. Waze was invented by a Jew in Israel. That's right. Badass. And he's on Augment. Oh, is he? When I, when I was at Augment to record, I did a sales course for Augment yep. as the founder of my company. I was there the same day that the founder of YouTube was there. Right on. Steve Chen, multi-billionaire. Not multi-millionaire. Big difference. Huge and difference. I just got to sit with a guy and he was so calm about life. And, and he has no followers and he doesn't care. And he has no subscribers and he doesn't care. You know <laughs> what I mean? So we shot the breeze for a couple of hours. And then I recorded my segment for uh, for uh, Augment. But you're going to see other things. I'm bringing other instructors to Augment. And they're going to be able to impact people that for $5,000 instead of $50,000 a year for three years. That's right. I and mean, who the fuck would pay to hear somebody go turn to chapter one? Who on earth would do that? Look, man, that's what everybody's doing. And so even me now, I'm raising my own son and I, I look at the educational system. I just had Blair Singer on. And if you know uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Blair Singer trains yeah. all of his salespeople. I worked with Robert Actually, I was the only outsider in South Africa within their organization that they were training. And he challenged everybody to come on stage and sell them. And it was oh, over a cool. hundred, it was over a hundred of, of their people there, right? Yeah. And he's like, come on. And uh he used a lot of colored language, right? I'm sure come he on. did. Who's got yeah. the fucking balls to come <laughs> yeah. up here and sell me? And I I was like, that'd be me. Yeah. That'd be that'd be me. And I was up on that stage and I'm like, let's get it on. Let's get it on. Because no matter what, either I'm going to sell you and 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 do that the Zig Ziglar way, right? I'm going to serve. I'm going to solve a problem. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure you're satisfied. Or I'm going to learn something from a fucking badass right now. Right, exactly. Which is priceless. And you can't buy those yeah. moments. You got to put yourself out there. And a lot of people are afraid. And he lost his mind on the rest of the crowd because he's like, I fucking knew it. I knew it would be him. And why isn't it any of you? Where are your yeah. balls? Because, yeah. you know, Robert's a badass. Robert is a Vietnam vet, helicopter pilot, badass. That's badass. Yeah, he, three yeah, tours. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. bad. Yeah, and he's fearless. And if you want to be unstoppable, you got to be fearless, right? Exactly. I don't care about making mistakes as long no, as I, I learn. Making mistakes. I love admitting to myself that I was wrong. Forget other people. They don't matter. That first step to growth. And um, we'll get on the podcast, but we'll pre-plan it so we have a game plan that has a beginning and an end. Absolutely. And do me a favor. Watch that video oh, and give definitely. me feedback. Listen, I, hey, I love feedback. I'm watching the video. You have no choice. Right on. You have no choice. <laughs> okay. And I'll tell you, I'll give you, you know, something great, something good, nothing, something bad, or something real bad. One of those five things will happen. Right on. I love it. In the meantime, Priceless. a pleasure to meet you. Same, man. Same. This call was exactly what I was hoping for. Good. Me too. Yeah. Even better. Actually, it exceeded my expectations. Have a great night. You as well. Take care of yourself. Care. Peace to your family. Take care of your yes. boy. Take care of your boy. Number one priority. Number two priority. Stay away from idiots. <laughs> you know, I was just, I just shut down a whole division that made me a million dollars a year. No shit. And people are like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to fucking do something else. And they're right. like, why? 
And I said, because you know what I realize? I've been dealing with fucking idiots for five years. <laughs> and you know what that makes me? A fucking idiot. That makes me a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. So exactly. I'm fucking done. I will sell my assets and pivot and move forward, onward and upward and 10x, 100x everything I do because I refuse to work with idiots anymore. And it just might hurt some people's feelings, but I don't care. I don't want my boy tolerating idiots in his life either. And if he sees dad doing it, he'll think it's the norm. Correct. That's exactly correct. So for that reason, I'm out. Dumped a fucking million dollar division. Dumped it. Cool. Got rid of 600 people. Whoa. That's right. <laughs> John, it has been a pleasure to get to know you. Total pleasure. You too, Jeffrey. All right. You have a great night, Jeffrey. I look forward well, to Bob. You take care of yourself. You take care of your boy. You take right. care of your fucking boy. And that's final. That's right. right My good. pleasure. Mine. Oh, man. I'll talk to you All soon. Right. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to like, share. Yeah, share with both your friends. And subscribe to the podcast. And remember, we have a free 22-day sales challenge. Just go to gutimer.com slash sales challenge to start you on your way.